Luke Byron, Tom Kennett, Alex Jones and Jack Harper. It's the spitballing pod. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. You know we've been fighting for one and still fighting to this day. To this day. Aguero! Surprise, motherfuckers. Back out to Allen. History pointer. Bang! I'll take a bow, son. I mean that. Take a bow. And, and I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. Listen, I ain't going to forget about this by the time we hit the motorway. Some might be. Hello and welcome to episode 152 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, today joined by Tom Kennett, Troy Weaver and Alex Jones. Jack is ill. I would usually slate the excuse, but if he had turned up and told me he was sick, I wouldn't have been able to do the podcast very well. <laughs> I would have been too in my head about it. So, four, four of us today, we've mixed it up, we don't have anything to torture TK on the TV this week. But we do have some form of torture if uh, you asked Alex for how he felt about this. I tried finding the 1998 Royal Rumble, all 2001, to have on YouTube with uh, Stone Cold. I thought, get some memories back, we'll see how it goes from there. It turns out WWE don't want the kids to see this thing unless they want to pay for the WWE Network. So as a last minute, I've managed to pick up 2008, which is just about the earliest there is. We've got The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. But we were just saying that this is past the point of where it's what it was when we were growing up and you were saying about being able to hit people around the head with sticks and really hit them around the head. Yeah, I feel like between the years of sort of 98 up to about 2004 slash 56 was the really, well, they used to call it the attitude era, didn't they? And it kind of, like, rubbed off on society a little bit. (laughs) Like, the way that people, the way they used to treat women, that sort of stuff. Like, this, that, that's, these are all old times now. You You couldn't do a bra panties match now, could you? Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to get away with half the stuff that they got away with back then. Yeah, in in primary school, the only time I was um, sent to the headmaster Mm. was... um, me and a kid called uh, Kieran, who we all know, being like the brothers of destruction and giving this other kid the like power bomb with two of you lifting him up. Yeah, and was... that was when you still had the don't try this at home and you realise that this does actually hurt people. <laughs> <laughs> As he sprawled yeah. out on the deck. <laughs> I almost snapped my friend's back when we were about eight by doing the Boston Crab. <laughs> also known as the Walls of Jericho, I fell. Like, was, we had him in the the in the Boston Crab, and I fell backwards. And <laughs> like, yeah, it it really did hurt him. I give Sean a crippler crossface when we were about six. <laughs> did a Chris Benoit. <laughs> I then um, I tried with my younger brothers on the trampoline. So a bit of a softer surface. I've tried six. I've tried to do the six one nine before. That was the best place to wrestle in trampoline. <laughs> yeah, trampoline was the ideal place. It always ended in tears, though. So take it one too far, and then the actual actual punches start throwing, going. But, <laughs> but yeah, this is almost too distracting to have on this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is incredible. Undertaker and Shawn Michaels are going at it. And the great Carly coming here. So 
I think I've said on there before, and he can correct us if we're wrong, because I, I know he listens to the podcast. There was a kid in my brother's class, I won't name him in case he doesn't want to be named, who I'm sure from memory had to go into hospital because he tried jumping off his shed onto his trampoline like a wrestling thing and missed the trampoline. <laughs> yeah, there was plenty of them kids around. Yeah, there was some... Fall uh... yourself over like Matt Hardy. Thinking <laughs> just, <laughs> just part of the uh, job, that's all. Daryl had some mates that was at the, um, the top part of Brockhoff when he lived up there. And they were all into like mental wrestling, so they'd have they'd ha- they'd hold like hardcore matches and stuff in their bedroom, <laughs> where like the houses weren't in the greatest shape already, so it was kind of like it didn't really matter. They'd fling the mattress off, and they'd be fighting on just like the slats of a double bed, <laughs> putting each other through it. The whole the 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 like. I guess the the ultimate goal for them was to make one of them bleed. It was always like that <laughs> first was the, blood match. Yeah, if you bled, then you'd made it. You know what I mean? You was a real guy then. <laughs> do, you, do you mind letting a cat out quick, or it could be a, a long episode? Do you, I don't know if anyone saw. Um, so Chris Benoit, more famous now for killing his wife and one of his kids than anything else, now wants to return to wrestling as Chris Benoit Jr. With the same yeah. entrance music. I thought he killed himself. Yeah, I thought he oh, killed sorry. himself. Yeah, his son. His son uh, yeah. wants to come as Chris Benoit oh, Jr. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. Despite him killing his mum. So... Oof. Can't name, I guess. It's <laughs> <laughs> your way in. Um, just a final trampoline story. Uh, I was on there. So you know how they were attached with the, the springs around the outside? Um, basically, <laughs> like play, yeah, play, play fighting on there. Um, and uh, I've turned my back for one second or like I've flipped over and uh, I've turned around and then all of a sudden I'm on this netted, tramp- netted perimeter netted, uh, netted trampoline and my brother's disappeared. I'm like, hey, what, what's happened here? And basically a few of the springs had come loose at the side and he'd gone through the side <laughs> and like gone, gone through and, so I was like, and he was under the trampoline. I was like, what the hell's happened here? Because there's no way he could have, he didn't go out of the entrance and he didn't hop over the net. So... But yeah, the dangerous things when you think about Imagine it. Imagine if AJ killed him. <laughs> <laughs> this really is quite distracting. The average age of the bloke in the ring in a minute is about 68. <laughs> <laughs> the this, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels and Hardcore Holly. <laughs> All is, people who should know better. This is this is prime upstairs pod, this this really is. I've just seen breaking news. J. Emmanuel Thomas is now going to play for Cheltenham. Yeah. I think what it's only a trial for now, which maybe says a lot about how the mighty have fallen if you're actually on trial. What a turn. Yeah. <laughs> you should just be walking straight into a contract, really. Anyway, we'll get into the real agenda. So, we got some news of the week. I've brought back the IMDB film descriptions. So, we've got that to get into. That's always good. And then we've got a bit of... That was a good feature, that was. Yeah. I just enjoy that. And we've got a bit of UFC. We've got football and... And we're basically going to open the forum, which is going to be a year of positivity on spitballing pods, so you can get everyone can get their gripes about the world of sport out on the table, and that's how we'll go. So, start off. Man discovered living in grocery store ceiling was stealing food at night. <laughs> She's like a little rat hiding it's like in the every, ceiling. It's like every eleven-year-old's dream, isn't it? <laughs> that you will one night end up in like a shopping mall an Americanized shopping mall and like you've been locked in and you have free range of everything. I think we asked on here before, how long do you think you would last if you were locked in a full supermarket? How long before you'd run out of food? I think I, think I could die in there. Yeah, but the, I the think thing I would is, just go on to like die of old age. I'd, it I'd depends think. the supermarket because a lot of them have cooking appliances in there. 
that are already plumbed in, i.e. calves and stuff. <laughs> so the frozen food comes in. You've got a good few years. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like you say, TK, you probably could die in there. <laughs> yeah. Get so the telly set up. So hope someone's still paying the bills for you. Well, this is it. If they, if that <laughs> happens, you, all you've got is a fucking, a lot of Fordite meat. Doing no one any favours. <laughs> a massive 40-stone jihadi, dubbed Jabba the Jihadi, I've seen this has guy. been nicked by Iraqi forces. <laughs> I've seen this, yeah. <laughs> Jabba the Jihadi. Yeah. <laughs> Must have been. You can't just throw that name out there. No, I seen I seen a picture of him. I mean, but I just didn't know whether it was just like fake news because this guy was so big that I thought, what the fuck could he even be of use to them for? <laughs> like, I know, but then saying ball. that a jihad, if you want to declare jihad, that's a that's a religious thing, isn't it? So it's it's not like anyone can stop you. It's well, not like God saying, no, you're too fucking fat. Well, the thing is, you ain't joining. That's the Iraqi forces. We've seen that there's that Iranian Hulk who's going to be in the bare knuckle FC. So if we can have these two square off. Iranian Hulk against Jabba the Jihadi. That's pay-per-view in today's market. Mm-hmm. That really is. I'll be buzzing for that, like the mountain versus the hound. <laughs> yeah, but he can't get up. He's like stuck to the bed. Well, yeah, and then the Iranian Hulk can't wipe his ass or swing any wider. <laughs> he's like he's in a cast. You can't with get his hold of him anyway, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's also like in a cartoon how they run with their arms up here. <laughs> like double D on Ed and Eddie. <laughs> Fiance jailed for bomb hoax call to delay flight in romantic getaway. They're going to miss their flight. They phoned up and said, I think there might be a bomb <laughs> nearby. Thought they'd investigate it. Nothing there. They'll be fine. They'll get their flight. And yeah, they, um, he's been jailed now because... Jailed? Oh, right. Can't be doing that. Fair enough. <laughs> Bank robber forgot to cut eye holes in pillowcase mask. <laughs> That <laughs> reminds me of the scene in um, uh, Django, Django Unchained with um, all the Ku Klux guys with the, complaining about the high sight. Out the, they actually remember the holes, but yeah. Is that Batista? Yeah. Oh, they come out the Batista bomb. Imam suspended after his wife of two weeks turns out to be a man. <laughs> wow. Chemical plant explosion launches metal plate into air, killing man two miles away. Now, how unlucky would you have to be? (laughs) Wife strangulates, in quotes, husband's penis in DIY chastity belt to stop him cheating. (laughs) Eesh, a a strangulation of the penis. Nobody nobody wants that. It wouldn't be news of the week without one of these. Deliveroo driver posted poo to policeman after McDonald's parking row. (laughs) (laughs) Tough questions for Delta after pilots dump jet fuel on school children. Holy fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Terrified residents flee homes as crazed gang of 400 monkeys raid village. (laughs) (laughs) These animals are taking over. I was going to say, we do see them almost like a weekly segment. We had the the cat who got put into solitary confinement. What was it like, pigeons in a library or something? (laughs) And there was the, like the dogs in a car park. What yeah. was that brief TV series which was basically about the animals, like all sort of like something that was happening around the world where all the animals were teaming together? That's the one. Yeah. yeah, I never watched it. Was it any good? Was anybody know? I watched like four or five episodes of it, and then I just got like, I just got bored with it. It just it wasn't going anywhere. I wanted the animals to start freaking out and shit. But, oh my god! <laughs> I don't remember there being a dwarf. Hornswoggle oh, yeah. used to come out with Finley. 
fucking up. Of course. He looked so confused. Of course. They had a storyline that he was Mr. McMahon's son. They said a DNA test as that was their main event. The little Irish leprechaun, <laughs> of course. The, this was how they tried like transitioning from the Attitude Era. That was their like, in-between. He's just going to hit under the ring. He's not actually going to do anything. Yeah, he's going to come out right at the end, I assume, and then try and That's win. That's fucking cheating. <laughs> well, technically, <laughs> he hasn't entered the ring yet. That's where I'm drawing a line. He's just drawing out his ring wall. It's like when you see someone go under the ropes and year on yeah, year, they so don't understand like, oh, he hasn't been eliminated 20 minutes later. Man asks judge to battle ex-wife in trial by combat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's he done? Is he stood up like in Game of Thrones and demanded a demand a trial by combat? The judge nominated staring champion. Staring down the judge. The judge declined. <laughs> Given a speech like Tyrion. <laughs> Finally, man visits the doctor after mosquito bite left him with an eggshell testicle. Ugh. Oh shit. That's things like that. It's just like remember the stories of like the, well the bot fly in South America, the one that like basically impregnates wherever it bites. And there, oh, there was a guy, a guy kept Jesus. awake at night. There was a guy kept awake at night by the sounds of the um, the eggs eating the inside flesh of his head. <laughs> I'm not sleeping tonight. <laughs> Don't go to South America. <laughs> so we have the return now of the IMDb description. So these are all real films. You can search them by the name. A lot of these are actually on Amazon Prime, which is where I saw one of these, which I might start with to set the tone, and that's kind of where we go. So yeah, I'll start with that one. Meat Love is going to be hard to top. Well, this is a twenty. <laughs> this is a twenty nineteen film called The Velocipaster. <laughs> After losing his parents, a priest travels to China, where he inherits a mis- mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. At first horrified by this new power, a prostitute convinces him to use it to fight crime. And ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is the age of superhero films. I see. I see what they've done there. And that's they've on seen Am- what's hot, and they've gone. You know what? Let's go for it. Did and you about to say that's on Amazon? It's on Prime. Amazon Prime. Basically, of course, it is. Amazon Prime. I think when they set out, they swore that they would have more content than Netflix within a certain Which amount. Which is of years. fucking hard because if you've seen the South Park episode that they did on Netflix, that basically is more or less showing you just. They will give money to anyone to make yeah. any type of yeah. shit. So this yeah. is the thing. Essentially, they've taken up like a load of student films and basically a load of like B movie horror films just to fill their quota, so they can say yeah. we have more than Netflix. I think I remember um, when it when right. they first like released it. I got the the um, the trial straight away of Amazon Prime, and it was a little bit B filmy right at the beginning. They didn't quite have all the rights to everything just yet. And they, you know, they were almost just dipping their toe in the water with it all and everything. And there was some shocking stuff on that. My biggest gripe with Amazon Prime is when they have a TV show, so to quote Troy's favourite, Two and a Half Men, rather than you be able to go click Two and a Half Men and shuffle through, you have to individually like add to your list season one, season two, season three individually. Yeah, It's the most simple thing, yet I don't know why these things aren't aren't working yeah next one then pieces from 1982 the co-eds of a boston college campus are targeted by a mysterious killer who is creating a human jigsaw puzzle from their body parts i think that sounds all right <laughs> that was a case on csi once that someone was there was a killer that was taking pieces of like the, yeah and doing jigsaw puzzles with skin Surely and stuff. it's not going to join perfectly with a jigsaw puzzle if it's all from different people so he's ruined mm. before he started. Depends how creative you are. 
(laughs) (laughs) From 1981, the Rollerblade 7. In a futuristic society, a sword-wielding roller skater fights evil ninjas, punk roller skaters, and is sent on an important rescue mission. What year was that? 1981. Rollerblades used to be the thing, didn't they? I like the sound of that film. So the sound is like a a good Back to the Future. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I said that. Oh, wow. Back to the Future 2 is my second favourite film of all time. Mean Girls being the first. Scarface, (laughs) Scarface the first. Similar. Exactly. That's the poster up. It's on there. Troy is spitting blasphemy. <laughs> After what he said about two and a half men at Christmas as well. Yeah. You're right in his head now. The Deathbed, The Bed That Eats, from 1977. A bed possessed by a demon spirit consumes its users alive. <laughs> so after the first five people yeah. that slept in this bed and went missing, someone's gone, you know, I'm proper sleepy here. How many warnings? You can imagine in in the film, it's probably a case of where it just keeps switching hands. You know, like, hey, do you need a bed? Yeah, actually, as it happens, I need a bed. Here's a bed. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let's be honest here. Nobody's going to think the bed is the culprit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's probably just going to stand it on. This bed's just got this smirk on its face every time. Yeah, should be a way around. Look at them doing feet. Fingerprints. <laughs> <laughs> like they had to stop making a Nightmare on Elm Street once energy drinks came out because it just wasn't effective anymore. Mm. Once Freddy Krueger's there and someone's got a Red Bull, <laughs> it's game over. Red Bull ended his career. And if they want that as a marketing campaign, I want the rights. Yep. Let's just hope that, that bed killer thing <laughs> don't end up in that city in a, some well some strange city in America where that woman lives who eats beds oh, and eats bed mattresses. That's an unstoppable force me to be We spoke about it before that weird yeah, yeah. obsessions. Yeah, the lady lo- that eat, eats. I love beds. the titles that have like uh, the colon in there to make it seem like there's more like variety of this. So there is more than one the deathbed. Like they, so we needed a second bit. They've set it up here like. This could be a franchise here. <laughs> yeah, because it's at the same time as well when franchise horrors are hot. Like, you know, so yeah, they're all trying The it. second one's like bunk beds. <laughs> <laughs> and the one there's a sixth one, it's like the chest of drawers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're really screaming about it, just like the hammock or some shit. <laughs> this was another one that just felt very spitballing pod. The Terror of Tiny Town, 1938. An evil gunslinging midget comes to terrorise the good little people of Tiny Town. The townspeople organise to defeat him and zany antics ensue. <laughs> yeah, back in like the 30s and that, midgets and stuff was, were terrifying to people. You know, Some they, people genuinely do have like a phobia of midgets, don't they? Yeah. I don't understand how that's a and thing. I think it, I it's don't not really think, accessible now, is it? But I don't think the Wizard of Oz helped. <laughs> <laughs> them sort of, that's from that sort of time, isn't fair, it? Yeah, like, that gunslinging midget has just done it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I rewatched uh, An Idiot Abroad recently where Carl visits the like, little village they have in China with all of the midgets. And they oh, yeah, that's the great. <laughs> and he phones Warwick Davis, who says it's barbaric. And he's yeah, like, he hates it. He's like, the thing you need to understand is and what's annoying me. I'm here in the thick of it seeing this <laughs> and they all look really happy. They're having a great time. Yeah, he yeah. said, they've all got their own little cone. There's a king here, and he's a midget as well. <laughs> oh, my God. At the end, he says to him, you're saying it's demeaning. You search your name in Google. The first thing is you're on a bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he He's hypocritical, really, because he all the roles he does in films 
They're not like serious <laughs> roles, are they? Of just a normal man. Yeah, yeah. He wants all these riser stuff. He's having to take the midget role in the film. Exactly. He's not going in saying I want to be Bond. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Although that's maybe the only demographic that that's we haven't that had they discussed. They haven't asked yet. Yeah, which I find offensive. See how racist some people are if you put it so it's either him, Warwick Davis, or Idris Elba as a new Bond. <laughs> yeah, that will in this dilemma. I mean, like, you got a pick now. Piers Morgan will still be there saying, how's that racist then? How's this racist? <laughs> For your height only, 1981, spelt Y-U-R. Mr. Giants has kidnapped the brilliant Dr. Van Kohler and is planning to use the Doctor's invention, the N-bomb, <laughs> to hold the world hostage. <laughs> the only one who can foil Mr. Giants' evil scheme is Agent 00. A three-foot-tall Filipino martial arts master, <laughs> expert marksman, top-class romancer, and all-around super spy. Can right. Agent 00 rescue Dr. Cola before it's too late? Right. <laughs> Your homework, Luke, is to do a Google search on that particular film and find us a trailer for next week. I want to see the trailer of that film. I said before, the spin-off to this podcast is when we watch these. We sit and watch them. <laughs> If you can have people who sit there and watch people play FIFA, then people can listen to us react. Yeah, I mean, to that's a Filipino me, so. midget. The thing is with the Filipino one, also another reason why I want you to do it is because I have a strange feeling that it's the same actor who is massive in India, if you'll excuse the pun. (laughs) Like, huge over there in, like, the 70s and the 80s and always played, like, a superhero, like a super spy. And he's this little small guy. He's, like, two foot five or some shit. all the women love him. Yeah, and he's, like, this womanizer and everything. So it really wouldn't surprise me if it was the same guy. Because, wow. There can't be that many. It fits the bill. (laughs) Yeah. He's called Weng Weng. That really does ring bells, but... (laughs) There's your poster. That is him. That is him. <laughs> that is him. A hundred percent. That is Weng Weng. <laughs> Jesus, Mary and oh Joseph. Like I said, get that. He's a womanizer. Out. That's that's incredible. the guy. That's the guy. Just the hair. Just the hair alone. Mm, yeah. Just the hairstyle. It's very 1970s India. That hairstyle. That's our cover photo for this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Absolute oh my damn. God. <laughs> 2009 then. A little bit worrying how quickly uh, Midget Filipino came up on his search history though. (laughs) (laughs) Search the film. (laughs) Thanks Killing 2009. A homicidal turkey axes off college kids during Thanksgiving break. (laughs) Yes. We love a revenge story. (laughs) We have I am here dot 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 now 2009. Disappointed by its creation, the almighty being that created man arrives on Earth in a human form and interacts with various trouble, wicked and sinful people on his journey to Vegas. That sounds like a great film. God coming down and seeing everyone in Vegas. (laughs) Isn't that just like the the day the Earth stood still? (laughs) I've not seen it. 2005, the ginger dead man. (laughs) An evil yet adorable gingerbread man comes to life with the soul of a convicted killer. This real-life cookie monster wreaks havoc on the girl who sent the killer to the electric chair. Sister the gingerbread man from Oh my from god, Shrek. this is yeah. so good. <laughs> Basket Case, 1982. 
a young man carrying a big basket that contains his extremely deformed Siamese twin brother seeks vengeance on the doctors who separated them against their will. The, fr- the, the freak in me wants to see that. <laughs> what, I want to see what they... I want to see what this... Um, so this feels like a woke film. We didn't get consent. The I 80s. seen a video the other day that said that 80s like special effects will always be scarier than yeah, yeah. today's because of just how... I don't know. It's hard to explain because of how unnormal it looked. <laughs> you know, and they showed a, a scene from The Beast Within. I don't know if you've ever seen that film. If you just look at the clip of the, the scene, it'll probably be the top rated if you look for it. It will blow your mind of the special effects that's going on. But yeah, it always it's always like there's some mad shit going on in the 80s with that them special effects. It's terrifying when you see the close-ups of old video games. I saw a close-up of the villain from Goldeneye yesterday. It looked well freaky from up close. Back in like 90s where they don't have graphics at all. N64. <laughs> Finally, Mr. Sardonicus, 1961. A search for a winning lottery ticket in his dead father's grave causes Sardonicus' face to freeze in a horrible grimace until he forces a doctor to treat his affliction with even more grotesque results. In this special feature, the audience gets an opportunity to vote via the punishment poll for the penalty Sardonicus must pay for his deeds. Ah. I was ahead so, of his time. Interactive. Black, Black Mirror <laughs> ripping these guys off there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the films, and we're now into the serious business. So game game faces, everyone, as we are now going to play the first edition of The Name Game. Here we go. Do you know what, yeah? just want to go on record and say I would smash you lot if it was for teams slash teams <laughs> I don't well, know. No, teams. there's no slash <laughs> yeah if we were doing this on the premise of just name teams we're beginning with the letter what? we could go on all night <laughs> yeah, don't get me yeah, wrong yeah. we're gonna go deep but my geography's strong <laughs> I'll explain the rules then so the name game we're gonna keep a tally on who is winning each week I'll get a prize sorted for every three to six months or something just give us have something to play for or even a little trophy so we get a letter at random we go around in a circle and you have five seconds to name a Premier League player whose name begins with that letter. I'm not going to have a literal timer, but... Surname, know. to clarify. Yeah, surname. Yes. So... Ever, yeah? Yeah, ever, yeah. yeah. Past obviously, and present. Obviously, you can't just put a flicking silly name out the heart and be like, yeah, John Saunders, he, yeah. he played <laughs> forever to the 1992. I <laughs> think if you... If you don't believe it, we can call bullshit and call them out yeah, and they're out. Exactly. Yeah, once, yeah. And once, say Premier League only. Yeah. yeah. And once someone says, say, Smith, you can't have John Smith, Paul Smith, Ian Smith. Smith is done. Oh, you have to change point. that. Yeah, yeah. Until until another day, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, so, you have to change it. So, so, I, so we stay on the letter until someone's out, basically. Well, and then we carry on. So we just we just keep going until, until the last man standing. Left. So what I did earlier... Hmm. Well, was, you probably could do the Smith Smith then, because there ain't that many of them. No. Well, well same as if you're... You know, you're not going to be going on for 12 if you minutes. End up, like, of hypothetically, just, if two brothers played in the Premier League, for example, yeah. two of you would be fortunate enough that <laughs> when the first one says it, the next one can probably follow oh, on. There's yeah. a couple. Yeah. <laughs> I've the rules already. So what I did earlier is I used a random letter generator and I've got three letters where there's enough for it to be a good first one for us. So... Troy, you don't have a view of the laptop here. How do we know you haven't done your research beforehand with this? 
course he has. So you've, gener- you've generated these letters. To think, well, I mean, because he knows the letters. Because so, so therefore, even if you haven't it's, done your own research, well, I mean, I your to, brain has worked. Well, I guess yeah. we get X then. I, I agree. Uh, boys, boys, boys. What, what delusion we render? We're coming into a game against Byron. It's yeah, never going to be true. fair. Yeah. It's never going to be fair. I'll go last for the purpose of it. So uh, He's got enough in the bank, hasn't he? So, <laughs> he's so you've got even more time to look at the letters. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Troy, give me one, two, or three, and that'll tell us the letter. Uh, three. All right. So we're using E. Oh, shit. All right. All right. Christ. So do I go first, yeah? No. Alex... And you boys are going to have to oh, be yeah, swift with the uh, mic as well, fast it to each other. I'm just watching The Undertaker and, and Kane <laughs> going at it. It's just like, this is great. All right, then. Here I'll we go. Pa- I'll pause it for you so there's no distraction. Oh, okay, Sweet. okay. Game time. All right. What's the game again? <laughs> idiot. Go on, then. Kieran Trippier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, serious. Yeah. That was definitely a part of me before that was serious. <laughs> Come on, then. Starts with an E. Here we go. And we're in. SEN. Emmanuel Bouet. Sylvan Ebanks Blake. Matthew Everington. Eduardo. Edu. Eric Edmund. <laughs> Edwards. Edmonds. Edwards who? Who did you come with? Doesn't matter now, we've gone. No, no, no. you just said Edwards. Who did you say as well? We'll get to Luke first. <laughs> they can both. Edmonds. And yeah. You said Edwards. I said but Edwards. There's definitely an Edwards. He's just saving no, his own time. No, no. I yeah? just see a flaw in this game. No, I'm not gen- trying to say Tom. I'm just. Thinking, I think potentially a generic one. We're going to have to specify who the. Yeah, I think you need to say the first if it's name. A generic name. I think you're going to have to say with a. Because like I, I said Emmanuel Abue. Yeah, obviously there's, there's not going to be many other Abuis, but you just said Edwards. Yeah, you didn't say Edu's full name. <laughs> yeah, that is his name, though, kind of. And then he was killing time. I went killing time? He was killing time. <laughs> he didn't say it when I said it. Awesome. He waited until until there was two seconds left, and he went, Edward too. <laughs> <laughs> he is right, though, the point he That's makes That's because I thought of it after you said it, and he, then he came out here. <laughs> I ignored I mean, what I'm AJ not sure said. About it, one two. Well, I got another one. I, I completely ignored one. that. I'm, I'm sure yeah, I was going to go with Eto. Look, if you want to start again, I'll do, a ra- I'll do another random letter right in front of you. Let's do. Let's start again, yeah. <laughs> right. And we've got to say the first name. Okay. Because otherwise, we could just be saying I, I random think unless names. It's, unless it's obvious. So, for example, when he said Essien, there's one Essien. Yeah. So it's obvious. Exactly. But if it's a generic name, yeah, you've because, got to specify. And because you're trying to think of a name, you're not calling bullshit on these other people. Do you get what I mean? So, yeah. him saying I'm, Edwards, I'm, like. I'm glad you sacrificed. I'm glad you sacrificed you go. Can, can we just it? clarify which Edwards <laughs> yeah, you were on? Because I've got an Edwards now, but I don't think <laughs> you were thinking of this. <laughs> Duncan. Duncan. Hey? Duncan. Duncan Edwards. <laughs> from like the 60s. We're counting that, come on. Fucking I was happy to go with Carlos Edwards from Sunderland. That was what I was happy to go with. I thought of Fabian Edwards. Is that even someone? I think you've made that up. <laughs> I think he's a cricketer. It sounds no. like a good name. Yeah. But I tell you, you all knew an Edwards, so I was right. Nah, but it was just <laughs> it. We were all moving quick. Everyone's you like, knew what on. you were doing. <laughs> And then and Jones, hey Jones, come with Edmonds. Which Edmonds? Noel. <laughs> that was a panic <laughs> pick as well. I, did, 
that was a practice <laughs> round right. anyway. We were just getting to our stride then as well. Yeah. yeah. Alright, so I'm gonna do it now in front of you all and we'll see which letter we go. comes up. E was probably a good letter as well. Oh, very much so, yeah. yeah. Well, I thought we'd see one come up, apparently not. If you don't know their first name, you you can be like Ericsson, you know, the one who plays for flipping Tottenham. Something. All right. <laughs> I don't know why they're flipping, but... Pick one or two. Two. F. Two. F. Yeah. F. Fernandinho. Frimpong. <laughs> what was that? Fabinho. Gelson Fernandez. Ferdinand. Um, You're out. Mate, with that one. Paolo Ferreira. Falcao. Fabinho. I've already said already Fabinho, done. he's out. Have you? Have you? All right, uh, quickly. Um, Fernandez. I've already, already said, said Fernandez. Fernandez, Fernandez right. who? Yeah. Oh, God, do you have to remember all of them? All right. TK. Has he already said Firmino? No. Firmino. Falcao. Said. Already said. Right. Get out. Uh, TK's the winner of su- first round. That wasn't as successful as I thought. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to remember. It's, yeah, you got to remember what's been said. Three yeah. this- All right. Do you want one more round or we'll carry yeah, on? Yeah, let's go, let's go Do one, one, more, one more round, see if we can actually put a run together. Yeah. All right. So the, let- so the letter B. Okay. Beckham. Raul Bravo. Jimmy Bullard. Bellerin. Bent. Which Bent? David Bent. David Bentley! <laughs> 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 I'm giving you a brunt as well. That's why. David Bentley. David Bentley. Well. I got it. No, I panicked. I panicked. Who, who's that? I've forgotten his first name now. I'm assuming you're after Darren Bentley. Darren Bentley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I panicked. Bergkamp. Marcus Bent. Bentner. Balak. Bobby Yarrow. Gareth Barry. Bobby Yarrow. Uh, Yarrow. <laughs> Please to play that. for Chelsea. Oh, well, man with Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. right. See, that's where I'm not listening. I'm already trying to think of a new one. <laughs> All right, two of us left. David Batty. Bakayoko. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm gone. <laughs> there we go. Like, you are, you're just giving me an answer. <laughs> <laughs> B's a good one as well as loads. Yeah, I had Billy Alectonov in the tuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just in case Bird it camp, got up. Yeah, we I, have. I, I oh, did. I went with Bird Cup. We'll we'll There's save... countless good examples we could use in yeah, all of them. We'll save that for next week. That's lovely. Yeah, I'm going to be going and practice me letters. <laughs> so <laughs> We're all going to get better at this. Well, if you think how hard it was before, we'll have Harper next week. <laughs> That's going to have five of us oh, rattling around. Me, yeah. and he's, he'll be good. Yeah, I can see it. He's going to just have Chelsea players and lock. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was hoping to just keep on relying on Arsenal players, to be honest. <laughs> it's the pressure. It's the pressure against you. I different. can't believe you. It's like penalties. I can't believe you've teed him up asking what bent and he said David. <laughs> <laughs> I panicked because I was thinking. That's so good. And then tried to go Fernandez, which I had said just before. <laughs> uh, sure, he dug out Bobby Yaro thinking thing, he got up his own back. The thing is, when you're playing that, you're think you're 
<laughs> Baba. The thing is, is when you're playing that, you're just purely stuck in your own head thinking of names before you even I mean. got back to yeah. you. And it's just like, oh shit, it's back on me again. Yeah, that's that's proof that I hadn't heard you say it. That I was, <laughs> I was trying to think of his name there for a good minute. You know, I'll tell you where I got Dave, David from was David Bentley. Oh, was just like, but you get one in your head, and if someone says it before, you're like, oh, you're God, done, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Fucks you up. Yeah, hundred percent. Because there's loads of B. There is absolutely loads. Well, at least we can revisit that one another day. Because I was, I was testing it. I was playing with myself. Well, I was going to sit playing myself <laughs> on the coach. <laughs> get arrested for that. Have you heard the story? That so I was trying to play the game and I had a timer and. I was losing against myself and there was no one else to say an answer. But just seeing the timer spin in front of me, I it's was pressure. Like, what the hell? And I lost it. Is that is that the guy you said, um, who's just coming to the ring, is that the guy who said, I spit in the face yeah. of people who aren't cool? Carlito. AJ, you seem to know a lot about wrestling from yeah, my no, no, someone that... I, I watched wrestling as a kid. I, I stand, like, it was great to watch. Doesn't mean it's a sport, yeah, but... I know, but we were 15 at the time. All right, then we'll get on to the transfers. It's been a interesting episode so far. So, as always, go through the transfer news and we'll kind of see where we spiral to from there. Number one story that's been going this whole window. Bruno Fernandes, 25, has told Sporting Lisbon he's desperate to join Manchester United and more talks are scheduled for this week Ooh. after they stalled over their valuation of the Portugal midfielder. It's ridiculous. They're stuck between a rock and our place because either they pay a massive fee and everyone says, oh, this is typically what are they doing? And they don't get it. And everyone's like, this is United again. Yeah, this is to get where, their yeah, number to get one the target. big man and all. Yeah. They're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't at United, didn't they? Well, apparently they set a valuation sporting after about three weeks, United came back and said, all right, we'll meet it. And they thought, well, it's gone up now. <laughs> Did you see that awkward That's fucking uh, argument with Carragher and Roy Keane last night after the game? They had a ding dong. It was it was like it was just awkward. Usually I like a Roy Keane bust up. He usually like makes people look silly or whatever. Yeah. But he wasn't even doing that. You could no. tell he was just angry. Yeah, like, he was trying human. to defend United like in their honour. Nobody but. speaks more sense on United than Carragher. Mm. Yeah, like I like Carragher as a pundit. Like he does uh, speak a lot of sense. It's not nice when and he doesn't really backtrack either. No, no. <laughs> you know a lot of a lot of people when, when someone else calls them out and says, Well, what about this and that? So a lot of pundits backtrack a bit, but yeah. Carragher doesn't seem to do that either. You well, know, he had when he said, guns. what, you'd have given Jose more time. Yeah. You'd have given more, he's more, more to still be in now. And then, yeah. He's going to get Jose more time, yeah. And then Keane was like, yeah, it was like, well, that was not what you were saying at the time, yeah. was it? No, it's not many people were saying at He the was time. right when he called him out saying, you crucified Mourinho. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and that's the kind of painful thing. And I generally normally like Keane, but with this and other United, former United players have done this as well, where they just don't criticise Ollie. Like Neville, he's no, a brilliant pundit, but even it? he doesn't. He'd be like, yeah. if this was someone you didn't know, you weren't mates with, you'd call it like you see it. So he tries chucking Frank under the bus. Yeah. Lampard, like, <laughs> it's like, just worry about your own fucking if business. Only, if only Jack was on here to defend that yeah. one. Oh, he'd yeah, be telling he'd be, you yeah. plenty about Mr. what Frank Kennedy. On commentary yesterday, when they compared Brandon Williams to Gary Neville after about three games, and then he said, it's not quite got your voice yet, but you're vocal, weren't you, Gary? And Jamie's gone, yeah, unless Roy Keane was about. <laughs> he loves digging, right, doesn't he? That thing of him screwing his face up, like when you catch yourself, when when someone comments, like when you have like a play fight with your brothers or whatever, and you catch yourself like <laughs> screwing your face up when you punch, and Neville's done that in the box with his leg, he and then immediately, human. immediately gained his composure. 
just noticed Cactus Jack's in the ring. The game's just changed a bit. The one I was going to have for us, Mick Foley enters four times as four different people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I remember that. <laughs> Paris Saint-Germain and France left-back Levin Kazawa, 27, will join Arsenal on a free transfer when his contract ends in June and has agreed a five-year deal with the Gunners. Hmm. Five years? That would... We need another right-back, not a left-back. It would give you the indication that we're going to get rid of sell Kalasinac this summer, which... It or could, send Tierney back to Saltic because uh, oh, that's never Because <laughs> on a free, uh, if you're going to get 20 million or so for Kalasanach, put that back into the team, then no real issue with it. Every player that leaves PSG, they say has an awful attitude, and then mm. everyone and they go somewhere else and they do okay. Yeah, everyone's been sound apart from uh, Aurier, who it seems actually did have a bad attitude, <laughs> where like everything they said about him was actually true. <laughs> Yeah, we got a diamond there. <laughs> He's just, yeah. but if you look, every left back that's been at PSG has had a horrendous time. When you look at like the way they've been crucified, I someone should go for um, Thomas Mounier because his contract's up at the end of the season as well, and they want about two million for him. I swear he's just like perennially linked with a cheap transfer as well. He's he was linked with United like all. He's the summer. type of player that City would just buy and just have him there, you know. And, got, and he just and he just do a job for him. They got um. Cancelo warming the bench apparently Mourinho's asked if he can pinch this window and City have told him where to go yeah. <laughs> hey, fair play for asking yeah yeah. it was like uh, Everton going after Poch <laughs> it's like okay. we actually said something about Ancelotti didn't yeah. we we said oh, they've ruled themselves out that was nice <laughs> of them do you mind undertaking Sean Marcus putting all that work in and just getting binned just now do you mind letting that Puss in when you get a sex troy or we're yeah. going to hear him howling. It could be could get worse. Get the puss in. More Arsenal news. Arsenal will try to sign Bayern Munich and Germany defender Jerome Boateng, 31, on loan this month before making a 50 million bid for French RB Leipzig centre-back Deo Upamecano, 21, in the summer. I'll take Boateng for six months, see how he does. That Yeah, I think that will be very much see how he does, won't it? Do you want Deo, though? Yeah. So I don't know if I He's do injury or not. prone, but his, yeah, his ceiling was never good. It's <laughs> a bad combination, yeah. an injury prone player and a club doesn't have much luck with injuries. But we just saw, we just spent thirty million on Saliba, who's had all sorts of injuries and he's only eighteen, yeah. so <laughs> gonna make the way early. I like that um Pau Torres who's at Villarreal, I'm gonna say. Mm. And I've not seen much more of them than the odd game on Premier Sport and a YouTube compilation. <laughs> so I'm basing this mainly on Football Manager. <laughs> but Which is what we mainly do. Yeah. We link with that um, Bruno Guimares as well, who's been like an FM legend this year. But he's got that weird thing in Brazil where like three different people own him outright. And you can't have that over oh, here. Oh, yeah. Like, I know Tevez yeah. and Mascarano had. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to negotiate it. So I can't see yeah, that. So basically, I have to buy all of them out and then, yeah, make your deal. Some bullshit. Laptops just died, so I'm just getting the rest of the news back up. That little Irish, if anybody just clocked that, the dwarf. There, 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 there he is, there he is, there he is. He just popped out. Cheeky bastard, lad. <laughs> a little cackle when he did it. To, to be fair, as a as a rest, that is what Luke would do. I feel. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, why would you get in there and get punished? <laughs> well, I didn't by... think this was an option. I don't understand that. That is, I think we're discriminating here by allowing the midget to do that. Is he's either any... in or he's out. 
Has anyone ever seen the film about like killer leprechauns? Like it's it's an American film. Sounds like what we should have had. Like yes, this. It's, a, it's a horror film. It's and I think they made about four or five of them, including one where it's like killer leprechaun in the hood. And I swear to God, it's set in the hood. It's a hood film, like with a killer leprechaun that goes around fucking everybody up. But yeah, I, I first ever come across it in like the pain shop, and then strangely enough, it was on Netflix. Nobody so I've a, a leprechaun look walking around the hood. Yeah, just killer look, or no killer. I think Netflix they've got you. like number three. It's, you know they've made like yeah. twelve of them or some shit. But, Bo- yeah. Boys in the Hood and Boys in the Hoods would have been two very different films. <laughs> exactly that. Very different demographic. I was being harassed by a cat. Inter Milan want to sign Tottenham and Denmark midfielder Christian Eriksen in time for their Serie A tie against Cagliari on the twenty sixth of January. I know there was pictures of his agent and the Inter-Chief uh, at dinner last week, so that looks like it's going to get done. It's just how much Levy can pry out of Inter. Yeah, the money that they've like been talked about so far, it's like that Levy and letting Ericsson go for that sort of money. They want about £20 million when his contract goes at the end of I, the I know, but like to be brutally honest, Le- we know what Levy's like, and I reckon he'll get closer to £20 million than what they're offering so far. Yeah, apparently they're between like 10 and 17 which... Mm. Always, this isn't a fair fight, Mark Henry and Hornswoggle. <laughs> Why has he just brought him into the, the world? Why has he just launched man? <laughs> with, the, with the world's largest love machine, Viscera. Inter chief executive Beppe Morota <laughs> says the club are interested in signing Chelsea wing back Victor Moses, who's currently on loan at Fenerbahce, and blue striker Olivier Giroud. Inter just on a mad one. <laughs> right, with. We're signing the Premier League's dregs. They've got that um, football manager shortlist of bargains and they're just moving their way through it. They just searched on the little transfer list section and expiring six months. <laughs> and they're just working their way through. Jesus. This is a chaotic pod. We've got a cat running riot and Alex and Troy are transfixed with the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> After Alex was the one who was against it when I, I saw No, no, I was never against it. I've said my opinions on it. Great ent- it is, it is great, enta- it's great entertainment, but it isn't a sport. I've got some more... I've got some more Spurs news for you, Alex. Yeah. Tottenham could pursue a move for Leicester City and Algeria striker Islam Slimani, 31, who is currently on loan at Monaco. Well, we need a striker, so just playing simple. I mean, Son can, Son can, as proven in the past, when Kane's got injured, can do a job. But he's he hasn't got it. Lots he hasn't got lots in him, and if he gets injured, we are in dire trouble because none of those other players are going to put in goals consistently. Well, just play it's Son Slimani. or Lucas Moura up top. Lucas, they don't get goals enough. Like they, Son does, but if so, uh, we need another option. Give play. Give Troy's man Troy Parrott a go. <laughs> nah, I um. I've, I've You'd be better off giving Troy Parrott a go than Islam Slimani on loan. Surely. Potentially. Or is it just a body? Just need a body in there. I hate that. It it feels like you're playing FIFA and you've got two million left over at the end of the window and you just are just desperate to spend it rather than I remember the first time um Golden Sullivan took over at West Ham. They had the end of the January transfer window, they brought in Benny McCarthy, Mido. <laughs> And someone else, just because they like, look, we just need bodies. We have no strikers, so we just need people just to fill the role. Well, what we're seeing now, and I see it more with following all the Arsenal accounts, is um, Arsenal for years under Wenger refused to deal with those super agents that you get now, whereas Arsenal now are like fully in bed with them. This director of football we've got who 
looks worse by the day. <laughs> but he's essentially like in bed with all of them. And so they say, look, you, you take him. He's a great player. I'll do a job for you. And then when so-and-so wants to leave, then we're going to be more interested in talking to you because look, we can recommend your club. We can say people had a great time there. Slimy bastards. Raiola's the worst for it, isn't he? Oh, I'm sure he was yeah. telling everyone, you take him and Haaland is going to be looking for a club <laughs> yeah, in a couple of months. for sure. I mean, he convinced us to give Mkhitaryan 200 grand. So. He <laughs> <laughs> has more assists this year than Ertzil, but don't let Twitter tell you any different. Christ. <laughs> but yeah, Kozawa is, um, has the same agent as uh, David Luiz and Edu. So. Uh, okay. It's like Kip... Juchabian or something like that. He's like, and after Raiola, he's like the guy. He's the one who had Teresa Mascarano, isn't he? Sounds, it's like, yeah, it's like so. Kia or Kia Kier, 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 yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. They all look like proper greasy bastards, all of them filling their pockets with their signing on fees. What about that bloke who, uh, was it Bobby Duncan, the young kid at Liverpool? Yeah. Yeah. Ended up shipping him to Fiorentina, was it? Yeah, he's banned from working in the Premier League in <laughs> yeah. the, or by the FA. He that- said that they were bullying. Uh, thing is, mental health. You've got to be. Uh, you've got to be quite a piece of shit to get banned as an agent. Yeah, <laughs> considering the ones that are out there. Mate, Triple H just come in and clean rooms here. <laughs> yes, Cactus Jack's just gone flying over top rope. One of the best entrances. Just saying. Former Premier League referee Peter Walton says the VAR system got it wrong in disallowing Liverpool striker Roberto Firmino's goal against Manchester United. VAR chalked off the effort for a foul by Virgil van Dijk on keeper David De Gea in the build-up. Fuck me. Peter Walton said he got one wrong. I'll have to go for a lie down. <laughs> He's the bloke who's literally on air, changed his mind along with the VAR because to get it in line with what the ref's giving. That is... It's a shame Jack's not on actually because I thought I don't know, that was like, I thought that was a classic case of keepers being overprotected in terms of you aren't actually going to have someone jumping for a header for the ball who's sort of doing less to impede the keeper really. Yeah. It's in he, terms well, of actually just and then their explanation he, was it, he didn't make an attempt for the ball. Like, the only thing he did for a ball he didn't actually look at the keeper. He said it. Jack said it was a foul on the keeper. It's fucking mad, isn't it? I mean, he said he wasn't looking at the ball. Well, that's okay. That's a lot. <laughs> we got two, there's two parts to unpack there. One, keepers are unprotected. Two, yeah, he did just look at the ball. If you look at the chat at the time, there, yeah, I did see. Yeah. I did see him say it's a foul. I just kind of assumed goalkeepers union, isn't it? Yeah. Everton are preparing a 30 million bid for 26-year-old Germany and former Liverpool midfielder Emre Chan, who is out of favour at Juventus. Yeah, I saw. Um, my husband said about this as well. He said, uh, you don't reckon he'd do that? He's like, well, one, yes, he definitely would. And well, two, I wouldn't be that bothered if he goes to Everton. Well, this was... is, so he came out and did an interview and he said... Yeah, he holds no loyalties to well, Liverpool. Listen to this. He, he said he wouldn't join Man United because of his ties to Liverpool. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I think, look, he's, an, he's a good midfielder, but what did he ever do make you think... Did, did nothing outstanding. Did everything quite well. Did nothing outstanding. So... And in, again, another one who, as he left, we got a lot better. So it's nice and warm on my neck. This cat. What's Everyone should get in? one. <laughs> yeah. As long as they're alive, don't be killing cats. That's a film, isn't it? Emery Chan, how good is he? 
That's what I said. I don't. I don't really. I think he's good. I just think he's good. Everything. What's he outstanding at? Isn't outstanding at passing. Doesn't score goals. Isn't someone who you'd say right? He'll break up the play. Fairly athletic, but doesn't get about that well. Is he one where you don't realise that until he's gone? Because there was a lot of Liverpool fans who weren't happy letting him go. Oh, I don't think you should lose him on a free because I think you could have no. got good money for him. And what he was what, 20, 21 at the time when we lost him. Yeah, so you think now. the potential is high in terms of what he could go on to become and people would pay for it. So I don't think he's somebody you'd want to lose, but I don't think he's going to change your life either. Would you have him or Rabiot? Oh, depends. Rabiot, I think, is comfortably a better player, but... At least Chan seems like an all right bloke. Rabio does seem like someone who does have an attitude problem. Uh, would you would you compare um do you remember Kadira? He was at Real Madrid for a while and then Why are you making that comparison, Jones? Go on. Because <laughs> so, yeah. they play in the same position and sort of had a similar sort of, you know, move like in terms of weren't really sure he was in that Real Madrid squad, weren't really sure what he was offered. Another I, I think that's disrespectful to Kadira. Hmm? I think it's disrespectful to Kadira is well, like what did, levels. What did, do, do you think Kadira offered more than what? Well, uh, I say Kadira's had a more successful career so far, which is well, why he stands out more. But he's been part of a Chan. prime Real Madrid squad. I would, I would actually say Chan's more of an all-round midfielder, but Kadira's more a better specialist. As in, he is holding midfielder, isn't he? Breaks up the play, keeps it simple. Chan, I, so I kind of watch him. I don't really know what he is. I'm with it. I mean, I can't recall. I can't recall watching a performance where I'm thinking that's his role. No, and that's what he does best. No, it, it's partly unfair for me to say it because at the time Liverpool, when we had him, weren't like a great team. We were what I think did we finish fourth in his last year? So kind of hard to judge him too much. Well, some more Liverpool news for you. <clears throat> Liverpool would challenge Chelsea for 23-year-old RB Leipzig and Germany striker Timo Werner. Yeah, I'm not sold on it, I'll be honest. I'm not sure how good a fit that is. Some people do like the transfer. I'm, I'm not one of them myself. I think he had something a little bit different to what Liverpool have up top. Obviously, completely million pound or whatever it's going to cost to get something a bit different. Is... Yes, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm not too keen on that. Ha- for having a, watched, when I've seen tag. him, he looks like someone who is born to score goals. Yeah. But is he going to do other side of the game, which you really That's do That's what I mean. Do? The way he kind of strikes me is almost like a... A guy that's that's just going to be sat up top waiting for the balls to come in yeah. and finish them off type yeah, thing, he'll and not of goals. really doing the leg work and dropping back into the midfield. And in but yeah, Liverpool system, you you do kind of have to do that. It's kind of, you know, who's going to score more goals at him and Firmino? He'll yeah. score more goals than Firmino, but will he do the same sort of job? Probably not. Kai Havertz is the guy you want to replace Firmino. Kai Havertz, yeah, he's the guy everyone wants to replace anybody. He's a great player. <laughs> yeah. Get him in that false nine. Is he only eight, eighteen you. as well? Is he? He's very young, whatever he is. I think he's 18 or 19. Mm. Do a job for you. And I have tried and tested it. So there is that. (laughs) (laughs) And I think me and Klopp, very similar football in minds. Yeah, yeah. Lille director of football, Lewis Campos, has emerged as the top candidate to take up a similar role at Manchester United. It's not good news. It's not good news for the rest of us, is it? Look at his track record of... Bringing players in, bringing them through. Mm. To be fair, though, remarkable like, they haven't looked to doing something like that. In terms of people have said so long about how they need someone as director of football. Would well, you read that s- story about why the Glazers love Ed Woodward so much and he has so much power? Is um, when they were going to make their initial approach to United, they were turned away, and then they went in again, and Ed Woodward was a banker at the time. 
yeah. and so he basically vouched for them and helped push the deal so through. Broke it a bit, yeah. And so they apparently, and I'm sure it wasn't word for word, but how these stories go, they told him they were indebted to him, and look, you put your trust in us, we'll return the favour, and so they don't want to sack him from his job, yeah, no matter yeah. how bad he does, because they feel like yeah, they wouldn't be there without him. Well, it's good that they have that sense of loyalty, I suppose. Yeah, it seems, seems a little hard to believe, doesn't it? That they yeah, would, yeah. You'd think, I find that very hard to believe. millionaire businessman, you'd think. He saves probably. them a lot of money, I'm sure, as well. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, LA Galaxy have signed Mexico forward Xavier Hernandez, 31, from Sevilla, on a contract that will make him the highest paid player in the MLS. Who? Chicharito. Jesus. 31. What's the biggest name of Chasing that coin, though? Him, probably. In the MLS. He's at, like, the old guard. Any of them that are still he's playing over there. Davi is retired now. Carlos Vela will be the yeah. main guy. Yeah. Bit of, a fall, bit of a fall from the likes of Perlo and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Kaka. BWP. Oh, he's retired, hasn't he? Henri. I think BWP retired. Yeah, I think he has. What a, he, what a he career. Was doing, yeah, I was about to say, he'd done a very good job for New York Red Bulls, though, didn't he? But Striker by the end TK of Me and TK were days. talking about this. Um, I think it was TK I was chatting yeah. to. We were saying, like, that's like the dream where is you're really. almost like not good enough for the championship, but mm. you get picked up over there where you're, li- you're not living in Millwall. No. You're living in New York. Yeah. And probably and paid very good money. Yeah. And probably had decent money from his days, you know, of playing over yeah. here for a little bit. And then he becomes a hero over there as well. Yeah, yeah, that's the point. Like, arguably, MLS is hope, like on the rise over in America to a certain extent, and um, you could easily be like remembered as a legend over there. Which is gonna if if it does really take off in the states eventually, you'll be remembered for that. He won as it stands. You're probably low profile enough that you can I go was, out and get. I was about to say that because, like Gerard said, isn't it? His the whole life in alone. Liverpool was just like I can't do fucking anything. He wound up being strong partners with Thierry Henry for a couple of years. I know, Rock strange, things. yeah, <laughs> strange couple. It's a strange old world, isn't it? Yeah. Like he played with his dad and whatever. Because I'm pretty sure um, Sean White Phillips went over there and didn't cut the mustard, didn't he? He was shot to bits. When, when, he? when I um, they don't always. When I worked on the phone, um, I don't know if I've told this on air before. I'll phone through to like one of the other teams who w- worked in like wherever else it's somewhere in England and I ended up chatting with what was Nigel Rio Coca's cousin <laughs> and I he kind of he slipped it in conversation he obviously liked telling a story of course but he was saying on there he was like hard life mate I tell you imagine you're coming home saying you scored one goal in front of his 18 trophies on the wall every family <laughs> meal he was like it's not all bad though every time he comes back he does pick up the tab for everyone has a good night out He's like, yeah, he's living a life over there. Almost like resentful as he works in a contact center <laughs> himself. <Yeah>. But <laughs> nice bloke. Manchester United's English left back Ashley Young, 34, walked out of training to force through a move to Inter Milan. Why was he here? This I like it. Into, what was the... I mean, playing for United under Solskjaer or playing, competing for the title in Italy... For Moyes, uh, for Moyes, for Conte. <laughs> no, that would be a story. Yeah. The <laughs> Italian Moyes. He probably realises he's not got too long left and it's quite... <clears throat> of that age, Inter, Inter is still a big deal, but I, they're a bigger deal. I, I can see where you'd be interested in me. It just seemed strange to me that he would be so forceful about it to me, especially as, well, he's been at United for quite a while, club captain and yeah. all that. I, I do find it a little, a little odd. 
Ooh. And they've got Cagliari in a couple of weeks, so it's going to be a rough gig for him, that one. Yeah. Well, it's, it is what fans it, are unforgiving. <laughs> well, it is, it is what it is. Like, you've got, got a chance to go and play. He's never been abroad. He's always been in the Premier League. So, uh, he's obviously played abroad. But, you know, it's it's a chance to go and play in the sun and finish off your career in another, yeah. you know. Yeah, it just, just seemed a strange move to force through. I think this is the last bit. Um, da, 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 he's got his mate Smalling yeah. down the road as well. The issue of scrapping FA Cup replays will be discussed by the FA Professional Game Board on Monday and an FA Board meeting this month. Yeah, um, see, we spoke about a little bit about this in the chat, didn't we? And um, I'm more for getting rid of the replay. I don't care that it helps out little clubs. Don't care at all. No, I don't oh, the same. No, yeah, no, we... Like, the way I look at it is I support Arsenal and... I feel like they have too many games crammed up together around December and January as it is. So replays is the last, especially like a third round replay. It's the last fucking thing you want, isn't it? <laughs> that so, after you've just smashed like, all those December games and then suddenly you've got the FA Cup and then bam. Predominantly you'd rather lose, wouldn't you? You'd, genuinely, you'd actually rather go out of the Cup a lot, Most likely, uh, for a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of the teams would, yeah. No, like I'd say Liverpool or something this season. Yeah, you they'd know? say, oh, fuck it, sack it off. Yeah, I... I Agree with you in terms of I've got no real interest in keeping the replays, but the likes of say like Lineker saying it's for the benefit of the smaller clubs is kind of disingenuous. We think it's very much not in their interest to do no. that. I think I think I saw a, a chairman of one of the clubs come out and say like they said they're going to discuss this. They haven't consulted us at all. <laughs> so the whole thing is it's supposed to be that you consulted on it and it said nobody's spoken to them. Yeah, I'd be all for getting rid of them. I think as much as I'm sure it doesn't help the smaller club and I think he was probably probably doesn't support a smaller club and genuinely did think that but it is annoying when they scrape a draw because you're like this they're never going to win the replay here. they're just going to play a slightly stronger team yeah yeah like, exactly. if you if you snatch a draw against City there's no way you're doing it twice well, no there's exactly. you, you you kind of, you've won that. the lottery there haven't you that's, but that's the beauty of the FA Cup is that it does happen you always do get a giant killing going on somewhere. Well, along potentially, the line. if those games went to extra time or went straight to pens, you'd yeah. probably have just as much chance, wouldn't you? Yeah. So, if you had your 90 minutes yeah, and then would, yeah. straight to penalties, then it becomes a lottery. Well, it's like a lot of these, a lot of the smaller sides and stuff like that, they enjoy the prospect of going to, you know, like the likes of Old Trafford, mm-hmm. the Emirates. Um, and, when like, so like maybe in those scenarios, you know, when they get drawn, when a big side gets drawn against that, if they've they got the preference of we want our boys to go and experience what it's like to go and play at the Old Trafford, they can default to that. So they could get drawn at home, but say, nah, fuck it, we're going to yeah, go yeah. play at United. Yeah, definitely. Which would obviously. To be, and, and to be, United or whatever and to be well. fair it's not, as if, it's not as if you know you know, you, you make it fair by granting a higher fan allocation to the away, so yeah. away fan and you, you'll sell the tickets still because they're all going to want to go so it's you know it's fair balance of it it doesn't sell for the home fans though because I've been to enough third round FA Cup ones at the Emirates where people don't have a care in the world when they're it's just like it feels like a Europa game yeah that's kind of the way it's gone isn't it the Cup you you want to make sure it doesn't then start feeling like the Carabao. You want there to be like... Well, I think that's that's the the trend that's been on the last few years, isn't it? Well, probably for the last yeah, 20 because years. because if you look at the rest of the European Cups, um, what I mean by that is domestic European Cups, a lot of them treat them like Carabao Cup. Mm, you know, yeah. they don't really... Have, like They're not that fussed. Isn't it Spain where after like the second round is two legs? Yeah, the see, that's um, a pain in the bollocks. I think they've changed it, but they've shifted the Copa del Rey to, again to try and get people more interested in it, whereby they basically have seeded the draw. 
So it's basically it's guaranteed a lower league club is going to get one of the big boys. That's better. And but yeah, but then a journalist said like that kind of takes away the whole thing of the cup is that there's a randomness to the yeah. draw. Anything yeah. happens, it, if it's happening every draw. year, it doesn't quite work like that, does it? It's kind of like if Christmas came every day, that's it starts more. to mean something less than if it happens on one day a year. Price you bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's have more cups. Let's have another cup chucked in there. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm all for this European more games. two. Europa 2. It's actually you want more games. Is that what you actually want? <laughs> no, but that's, that's, no, but that's not more games for my club. You know what I mean? That's just some more <laughs> games for... That's even in out there. Everyone's got loads of fucking games. We're all playing 54. <laughs> we'll make it compulsory that, look, you have to play the same amount of games as yeah. that. Paul Burnley are just there, like, look, you've got 11 players. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing to We're us? We're relegation scrap. <laughs> what the fuck? Chris right. Wood's out on his feet over there. <laughs> Let's shimmy on. So... I was quite disappointed that none of you uh, reacted to me calling the topic Wesley Gripes in our chat yesterday for the things that annoy us in the world. I, I actually did chuckle at that to myself. <laughs> I probably should have credited it. So I did write it again on my notes just so I could like <laughs> nod to point. myself Bring like, you've yeah. done well there. So essentially a little forum here. Anything that annoys you, any particular sport that you want to Chuck out there, and we'll have a little rant between us. So, mm. if anyone wants to kick us off, well, I've been thinking of one, and it was um, it, it was from watching cricket the other day. Traditionalists in cricket are are some of the worst supporters you'll ever find in all sport. Just of the they want to, they want the game to be played in a certain way that it was played 150 years ago they're not up for any sort of progression and the latest kickoff is of course the numbers and names on test shirts which is in my opinion is fine you know like what's the problem with me knowing who is at this yeah. position in in the pitch or whatever yeah, yeah. or who's who's on batting and bowling like but yeah of course, according to them the yeah, tradition I of it, it for someone like coming into cricket knowing who it is yeah, exactly. Because you you have a certain oh, I, you recognise a certain player who's a bit of a star or whatever, and you're looking out for them. Yeah, sounds I, like I um like obviously with Wimbledon you've got the the whites. It's the strict dress code there. I can understand maybe on a particular premises. So let's say Lords. Mm. You know, if you're playing at Lords, you stick to the tradition that is the home mm. of cricket. But anywhere else, yeah, numbers on the back helps with the spectating side of things. You know, and to be fair, you know the traditional the. The cricket purists, as Jack would probably call them, mm. you know, they're probably gonna, you know, that Lord's crowd anyway. Yeah, the uh, the MCC. I mean, they're they come they come pompous enough to every cricket game, but w- in regards to like uh, the numbers and stuff, I don't I don't see how it affects tradition really. Sounds- I think it's more for like young lads as well that could be sat in the stands that aren't seeing any, you know, names or whatever. Yeah. They don't know who's bowling. And they, they can see their favourite player or whatever bowling. I just don't see any problem with it, really. It sounds like the same type of people that put in their Twitter bio how long they supported a team. Like, Arsenal fan for 30 years. Ah, uh, yeah. As if I give you any more born. of an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you, you happen to be 20 years older than me, so therefore you... Season yeah, ticket order for 16 years now. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think with that, you said about the cricket fans and stuff, is ge- in general, fans on... <laughs> fans of any sport are pretty fucking awful anyway but no the, uh, the I can imagine those cricket fans see the numbers and names thing as like the biggest problem in yeah. the world but in fact it's really not a huge thing is it mm-hmm. but all all fans of sport have little things like that that just really tick you off 
one thing that get that that winds me up, and I'm sure it winds um, you two boys up, Luke and TK, is like if I'm watching with certain sports. We, we're obviously not experts. None of us are experts in any sport that we watch. Sports podcast, Luke. AJ's a bit of AJ's a bit of an expert in the old triathlon. But other than that, have you seen his arm? No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new dynamic. Clueless. But. So obviously we watch a lot of MMA and, you know, so you kind of know who's who and what, what's not. And over the last week or so, I mean, TK wrote an article about it during the AJ build-up. Mm. And it, and the same applies, I said to Luke, with, with McGregor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sure. you get asked the most ridiculous questions. <laughs> I was asked in the barbers on the weekend by someone who watches MMA. And they said to me, who you got for the big fight tonight, Jen Troy? And I, and I just looked at him puzzled. Like, yeah. are you actually genuinely asking what me that question? What are you expecting question? me to say? Yeah, he said, are you, at, you watch MMA, don't you? And he was like, yeah. TK knows like, him as well. Yeah, and I was like, you're actually genuinely asking me that. <laughs> and he was like, well, yeah. I said, well, you know the answer, don't you? So <laughs> Making chat like it's the barbershop. <laughs> yeah, literally. I think that's probably what he was thinking, TK. Like, yeah, yeah. But, but no, you do hear some out, outlandish things. Like on oh. fight week for, you said, AJ McGregor, it's just when I, when so I got in there. Here. There was two lads already having a conversation and one of them said, um, well, I think that uh, McGregor takes him, but if it goes to the later rounds, Cerrone's got him. I just thought, generic could like be a... more wrong. Like, what? <laughs> I just have a generic thing of like, if Connor's, Connor's going to knock him out, maybe in the first two rounds. Like, yeah, yeah. Connor's going to knock him out, it's going to be either in the first or all of the rounds. But yeah, it could go wrong for him. <laughs> we said before, the worst we had was coming out of Hey Belly 1. <laughs> this this lad came up to me and TK on the way out. He went, who do you think, who, who do you think was going to win then? And we are like, hey. And he's like, oh, I knew Belly would win. <laughs> he's like, and then he was giving it like, you really thought, you really thought A would win? Like, no, I knew. It's quite easy to say now, isn't it? After, <laughs> after You knew he was going to rupture his Achilles and be dragging <laughs> around the ring for eight rounds, did you? Similar, if we stick with uh, MMA, one of the things that annoys me is the the champ champ thing these days yeah holds up like two divisions at a time it's even worse now where we have Cejudo who they're actually making him against Aldo next which is mental when you have Petty Yan you have Aljamain Sterling and plenty of others there Mm. he's not defended he had to relinquish one belt so at this stage I don't think the UFC really care about being the circus act that they are in regards to their matchmaking you know, I think we've seen it now for the last four or five years that rankings don't mean a spit, really. They, yep. they just pick people who they think, you're likeable or you're watchable. Let's chuck you in there, you know? I've always seen like, fans complain about the way fighters are treated. And look, as much as if I was them, I'd want them to be treated better. The UFC was far better when they were treated worse and had less of a say. And they were just told, this is who you're fighting. Oh, you yeah, don't have 100%. a choice. <laughs> and guess what? You're getting paid a grand. <laughs> like, yeah. To be fair, there's still a lot of the guys who are on the early fights still do still have, grand. Yeah. They still have to have two jobs. Going yeah. life and death. Just to, when I've yeah. interviewed some sometimes and I try and arrange it and they're like, oh, well, I finish work at this time. And I think, Mrs. You're fighting in the biggest like MMA organisation in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if it's much as a gripe, but I, I, I suppose it is a bit. Going on me, I'm getting a bit tired at the moment of um, the set that the, the sentence like, oh, you know, if this, um, you know, footballer, like, so towards, I suppose, Ericsson actually, where I can sympathise a little bit, or um, other play, other players in the Premier League, which have been the highlight for this, so sort of like when you can t- clearly say that their head's not really in the game, 
um, and they're not putting in the performance that you know they're capable of or they just don't look like they're with it or their motivation's high <laughs> yeah. um, people are sort of saying like oh they're paid like, you know such and such grand a week and all that sort of stuff you know we want more for that I think people forget the, the thing the thing that the gripe is is that I think sometimes that you forget that these are people as well yeah, yeah. and that you forget that like okay they are potentially living a very you know a life of luxury compared to what mm-hmm. we know but they are still you know they could have stuff going on in the background that's affecting them you know there's plenty of you know data loss things that we'll go through that they'll probably yeah. go through as well like talking from a bit of a perspective of like you know I've my head's dropped in training like when I've just you know had some difficult stuff and it's like I can I can sympathize because it does massively affect your performance yeah. it's you know yeah. it's you talk yourself out of some matches your mind wanders and all that sort of stuff so it's a bit of a grab in terms of we sort of forget like oh, right they do earn a lot of money but if it it's better to be superhuman don't we in a way that yeah yeah that's easy to true. say until you've seen Ursa walk around the pitch <laughs> 50 grand a week yeah I mean there is a line isn't there <laughs> yeah yeah, um, yeah but then on the on the flip side to that is I I agree with most of what you're saying there but then on things we say like with transfers, for example, let's say with Ericsson, where it says head's not in it. I was like, well, you're trying to get a move. Your club can't get you a move. So you've either got to say, look, I'm not playing because I can't do it. Or you're, you're in. I, I don't see why it's such yeah. a big issue. You, you're playing football. It's not particularly hard for 90 minutes. The, the thing is, I don't very- think your head has to be completely in it as in, I love Spurs, cut my veins, I bleed Spurs. It's, you can still put in a, a good enough job. The, but the, the thing is, your though, head's not going to be that all over the gaffle. Oh no, what am I going to do? Go to Inter Milan or Spurs and have a fantastic life one well, way the, or the other. The thing is, though, like with Ericsson is a prime example. Is like again, he he's had little moments recently where I sort of like you know he he, he does put in he, you know he does well and it's like oh maybe maybe he is you know trying but it's how things are being handled by Tottenham behind the scenes as well in terms of that all effect is you know you know one moment they'll be making promises you never know and then it you know his next day his head's not in it I mean obviously the manager trusts that you know his head is in the game enough to play him yeah um I mean you know we don't have a lot of options to replace him at the moment <laughs> but it's you know it's I'd I'd rather have somebody I'd rather not have him on picture at all if his head wasn't completely not in it I've just always thought there's it's, it's in your interest to play well if, if he's playing well, I think clubs will be queuing up for him. As it is, it doesn't really look like they are. The thing is, it, though, like, like... Someone like, I would say, say two, two Liverpool players would be an example. Suarez played unbelievable in his last year, got his move. Xabi Alonso played unbelievable in his last year and got a move. Okay. Having the season before been told, oh, you're surplus to requirements, he's then had the best season he actually had at Liverpool in his last one. You say that Ericsson has come from previous season of where he had a he had a good season, um, and that transfer in the summer never happened because I don't think anybody came in for him, and that's pretty that's yeah. pretty heart wrenching. So he's got that balance of oh, do I start playing trying to you know play my heart and soul for Spurs again, and they see the value in me still and do everything they can to keep me and make it even more difficult for me to move, which is already quite difficult because nobody really wants me. I mean, to be, o- to, to be honest, I mean he's. Inter Milan for me is a bit of a. I know they're competing for the title, but you no, know, I, I agree. That's it, what I, it's a bit. It's not. It's not the move that he wanted, was it? I think no. he was really dreaming. He was angry for Madrid like, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Inter are paying well these days, though, aren't they? It, yeah, there must be a fair bit of the cash game because they aren't going to win the Champions League. So, presumably, that's what players are after. With with football, I hate that you can't readily watch every game you want in this day and age. But it seems strange that other yeah. countries can. Yeah, that's, I still that's the one that seems the most bizarre thing to me. I still don't understand why no one hadn't picked up on our scheme of running a 
on-demand service of, yeah. of the Premier League as well. Well, it's even worse now that you've you know, seen... Because like, uh, there Prime. is every single game has been recorded since the Premier League started. Yeah. Every single one of them. So, like, there is an archive out there somewhere. Yeah. So I'd pay £30 a month for that subscription. Easily. Well, we know we know why that happens. It's because the 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 current uh, video, the TV rights and stuff, they want to... Like, if there's a Premier League game on at the weekend and that's the only one that's on at that time, it's going to get the viewership, which is going to pump up the going to pump up the fees that they're going to get from advertisements and all that mm. sort of stuff. So it's yeah. that control over there. Um, you know, advertising over these, you know, big Premier League, like match day Sundays are huge. Yeah. Not, it's a bit more sporadic over, you know, stateside, for example, where it's, it's much more spread out. Yeah. So that, that's yeah, where true. it comes from. Mm. Yeah, because I think that's where the issue lies as well, almost, that it is in with that. Because it's a shame that, they couldn't just think, right, even though we get, say, this much billion a year in through the advertising, through the television rights, etc., that if people didn't just say, they said to people, look, it's going to cost you 50 quid a month. It's a subscription like Netflix, like the rest. We understand that it's way more than the rest of them, but this is what you get. Every game like, that there is ever been on the Premier League and all live games. They charge like 150 a year for NBA. Yeah, they can get NBA, NBA TV. There's NFL TV as well in there. This is what I mean. Other other and countries that was, you are doing can have it. Any game, and they have the full backlog as well. Yeah, see that there. They have it for MLB if I was proper as well. Into NBA, and NFL. I'd be all up for that, and I'd mm. be watching like the '96 season. Fuck this yeah. year. I'd be like, well, I'm back here yeah, <laughs> watching yeah. this season. I was actually fully in to get it when I thought the Knicks were going to get KD and Kyrie, and I was like looking at the price and everything, and then. They got nobody. Because then you could watch (laughs) all of their games, couldn't you? Whenever they're on. Yeah. Then they got nobody, so it wasn't really worth it. Meh. I had um, some of the dreadful Saturday night fight nights that we seem to be getting from both BT Sport and Matchroom that are just Mm. horrendous. Where it's like three fights of complete mismatches against journeymen and then a main event that nobody asked for. Hmm. The next one we've got is Kel Brook against Mark DeLuca. Oh, that's in Sheffield as well. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that advertised, and I just thought that's not really a fu- like. It's not even. No. There's no title on the line. That's but I, I believe there's like. I think there's like a couple of titles on the undercard though. It's, it's like, like that's just typical boxing. Yeah, it's mm. dreadful. Even we were saying, even with the UFC one this weekend, we were slating the card, but at least the fights you had at least like four pick and fights on there. I'd rather watch a fight with two people I have kind of no stock in. But I don't know who's going to win. I can't pick it. Yeah. Then my favourite fighter against someone where it's, it's like, oh, what rounds are you going to win in? Yeah. Have boxing cards always been poor? So saying like the eighties or, used to or have whatever, those, did they um, ever have a, a time in boxing where you had super cards? You used to have them Don King ones where he was like robbing everyone blind. But as a fan, you got the bang for your buck. Yeah. There was a couple of cards where they put you know like where they might have like Eubanks fucking versus Nigel Ben, and then they've also got. Fucking Mike Tyson versus somebody else. You know yeah, what I mean, yeah, though? Yeah. Like, Weren't they pairing really. Tommy Hearns and Sugar Ray up on, I think it was like two or three cards. I'm sure I've seen the poster before at uh, a minimum, even if it was one fight. Even then, yeah, they'll do it as a means to stick on the same card. They'll fight each other in next one or the one after. Yeah. So it's, it's never like, you know, like a UFC one, you'll have, you can have three title fights yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You aren't going to get that. But then partly, nowadays in boxing, it's more than there's the money to go around to 
the guy at the top is going to demand this amount of money, whereas obviously the UFC can say they're the yeah. d- d- dictatorship, aren't they? That March the 8th card looks mental. When you've got Yoel against Adesanya, you've got Joanna against Weili Zhang, you have potent- Cannoneer against someone. He's injured now, they've said. Oh, is he? And you've got Sean O'Malley coming back on the card. It just looks mental. I do love it when he does that. And then he just goes, fuck it. It's when they go to New York, where he, as a fan, sees MSG as like... The pinnacle, yeah. So he's like, I'm not going to have a rubbish MSG card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. There's a couple of other things I had. The people who say that the reason Arsenal are doing poorly is because of Arsenal fan TV... (laughs) <laughs> as if that affects it they're like oh it creates a negative attitude at the club that's a nightmare isn't it it's like you might not like it but that's not the reason Arsenal fan TV is to blame the United board's to blame for United it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's, 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 it's the entire club including the fans that's the problem hey if we'd won on Saturday we'd have been level with Spurs so it's not it's, that's an irrelevant topic Luke we're talking about Arsenal we don't have to talk about Spurs here the it's, grin on your face I, it's, made it about Spurs it's no, it's just the truth. Premier League officials was the biggest on my gripe list. <laughs> oh, here we go. Again, they are again this weekend we've been shafted. Three three times minimum this season, VAR's done us. Robbed us of nine points. Yeah, to be fair, I knew a lad, a mutual friend of ours, who yeah, on, on a post did a thing that it's cost Arsenal 11 points. So There's the Chelsea one. And he with- said if that was the case, then nobody would be questioning anything and... I did point out to him, maybe Emery might still be in a job, so careful what you wish for. <laughs> but the, the Chelsea one with Jorginho was mental. There was the Socrates one where he scored the late winner against Palace that was ruled out because Callum Chambers was pulled down by two Palace defenders that but one was because he fell on top of bonkers, them. bonkers, wasn't it? Yeah. That one was mental. And then this weekend, two players take out Pepe at the same time and it's still not given, so... Pepe in particular doesn't seem to be able to catch a break with them. I don't know what the hell they want. Because he does seem no. to get fouled I think they a had lot. a meeting about Pepe before the season <laughs> he does started. does seem to get fouled like, a lot. We've watched this guy. He's a bit of a diver. No one giving him shit. Oh, what time? Mike? You, you also had a game against Sheffield United. Yeah, and Pepe. I mean, by all rights, they won 1-0, didn't they? And they, and they probably they, did deserve to win. Yanking so his shirt play. But I thought you could have had two penalties in that, which obviously could change the complexion. One of my gripes is from Arsenal fans. No matter where I sit in the stadium... Pepe, if he doesn't run from the halfway line and tuck it in the corner, how much was he? That's how much was he? That's the problem with money, isn't it? It's, Martinelli uh, scored, and he was like, "Ah, so the eighteen-year-old who cost six million can score." Yeah, this, I hate that like, shit. But that's that's the fun. That's the thing with the money, though, isn't it? As soon yeah. as the money gets spent, it's the pressure's on straight away. For which I is unfair, but that's the way it goes. I also don't like super fans who go to all the games. And think that your opinion is obsolete compared to theirs because they they watch they watched the game you know yeah, they're right there the it's like, well yeah yeah it's like Luke hasn't fallen into that he goes to pretty much a lot of Arsenal home games hasn't turned into that dickhead fan yet that <laughs> says yeah but if you're actually there you do see it completely differently yeah, yeah. and I can see this and that and the other like I've had arguments with this Spurs guy That's every Arsenal fan that is he's got a se- <laughs> he's got a Spurs <laughs> season <laughs> ticket and he's just a nightmare to talk to. I saw a thing on Twitter. It is a crazy level of delusion. This this fan account was like, my favourite Granite Xhaka performance. It was a 2-1 loss to Atletico in the Europa (laughs) League. (laughs) They were like, the performance here, and it had stats like, pass completion, 96%, tackles made. I I guess this is going to fly straight in the face of what you've just said, but I do have a gripe that 
every fan does seem to think there's some sort of conspiracy against their club. <laughs> there is no... Oh, yeah. Because if you just go on to like different... Like, whatever, it's, it's like, they're out to get us, like the rest of us. Like, why did they pick you? Why did they pick Burnley? So why, who's out to get you? Usually, I don't understand. Usually at the game... I know we've pinpointed some examples yeah. where Arsenal have been shortchanged as well. But I'm, I'm, I'm sure. usually the guy who's not screaming because it's just a hard tackle. Yeah. The, the best is when you see it on your player... And then 30 seconds later, it happens against the other team. Yeah. How's that foul then, ref? But when it's just happened to their player, they're like, fucking come on! They'll get a decision or whatever. And either way, both sets of fans ironically cheer. Because they both feel they've been held done by. That's one thing that I don't like about being an Arsenal fan is that I hate how (laughs) Arsenal fans talk. You know, like, as in a, a real local Arsenal fan. Come on, ref! And all, I just, well, I just hate the Cockney accent. For being brutally honest, <laughs> to be honest, yeah. I feel like some of them do. Uh, mainly, maybe in case there's like sort of tourists nearby, overemphasize as well the accent to make true. sure that yeah. you know. Again, probably having the count where they say Arsenal fans since I was five. Open your pudding <laughs> pies, ref. <laughs> that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I saw an Arsenal fan on Twitter earlier say that, um, with all seriousness, that Saka is a better left back than Chilwell. <laughs> And so, oh. and so Southgate well, I, needs to open his eyes. I told you, you know, Luke, I seen, I seen one from an Arsenal account that basically said, when you realise you have the best um, holding midfielder, picture of Shaka, best advanced playmaker, picture of Oza, best striker, picture of Aubameyang, and, wait for the last one, and the Mbappe of centre-backs, Saliba. <laughs> The Mbappe of the Mbappe What of a strange packs. comparison that is yeah. in itself. Because they're mates. That's literally... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell. I, oh, I, got, I got one. It's a, it's, a, it's a recent gripe. It's people that generate fake tweets in order to generate <laughs> fake news about you because I've got no no. I knew he was going to bring that up at some no, point in his no, pod. No actual content to go ahead. He's in your head. Bots. One, one thing... He is a bot. <laughs> one doth protest too much. Yeah. You want to be careful. I just won't have my name drawn through the mug because you've got nothing against hey, me. So what? you're having to ju- result to generating fake tweets. What your fingers do outside of the podcast is no business of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I must be feeling this when I was uh, taking this down on Saturday. I've got the stairs at the Emirates were one of my gripes <laughs> on my one of the gripes on my list because they do kill me every single time. <laughs> the last one I had was transfer sagas on Twitter. Because I get reeled in every single time to be searching that name on Twitter. And as much as you don't believe these ITKs, every now and then one of them does charm you where someone's like, you know what, he's actually he's got he's right stuff, a lot yeah. of the time he is. His yeah. dad works at the barbers with uh, Unai Emery's nephew. <laughs> it's, always someone's, it's always someone who's like, knows the, a groundsman. Yeah. Or my cousin was yeah. working at Arsenal. Canteen staff. Yeah. Anyone else have anything to get off their chest before? I'll give one last thing before we wrap this up. Yep, that's it. We can't moan for the rest of the year now, so <laughs> get out now. The last thing I was going to have is, trouble. obviously we had McGregor come back this weekend. Didn't last very long. We've, we've referenced it a little bit. So he won inside 40 seconds, and it was just, what does everyone want next for him? Probably excuse Alex here. I know he's a lover, not a fighter. He doesn't agree with uh, mixed martial arts. but <laughs> we'll, also, we'll also do what, what we don't want for him next. 
I mean, do we all? I assume none of us want the Khabib fight because it it does nothing no, for me. No, I don't want a Khabib fight, and I don't want a Diaz fight either. I don't what, want the trilogy. Why is Dana so obsessed with the Khabib fight next? Hmm? Why is Dana so obsessed? No, yeah, yeah, you're right. Every interview next? he tries to push it on you, and it, he he says he said it's going to be like the biggest fight in combat sports history, which obviously is a bit of hyperbole. But it, it would be probably the biggest number of fight MMA fight in history. I'd probably agree, but that doesn't mean it's the right fight. No. Personally, I'd like to see him fight Justin Gaethje. That, if I could make one, that would yeah. be the one. But like that would that would be great just to see Connor and him fire shots at each other in the first three rounds, and then Gaethje just chase the cunt round the ring <laughs> for the <laughs> remaining two. <laughs> Them leg kicks. Yeah, as McGregor's running Those for his murderous life. leg kicks. Ma- yeah. Masvidal it, no, is. He don't need that smoke. Well, if you look at Twitter polls, It'll most of them now have McGregor winning. Yeah, so there's course. a definite audience there for it, and if you yeah. look, the only person there's an audience for him fighting Tyron Woodley, but yeah, there's whether it's good, me, it's fine. yeah, whether it's good business for him, yeah, as the, in, well, yeah, the numbers on uh, all of this fight week, the only thing that comes close to McGregor is Masvidal. Mm. Masvidal is yeah. getting like a million hits on him talking about his robe he's wearing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've, that's he's getting a lot of female attention, Masvidal. Well, <laughs> I think the Masvidal fight in. does more numbers than a Khabib fight. Yeah, yeah I think that does insane numbers. I just, it's I think that's the yeah. biggest event, just because Masvidal last year just shot through the roof. And even uh-huh. if even if you know him as the guy that fly needs someone in five seconds, people know him they're and both, they're intrigued but then, by him. But then the Khabib fight is probably likely, or simply just because. Uh, he's already built the story for it. Everybody you wants know, it. If I you look at all the interviews, focusing and all of this. When at the time he was clearly showing that he was focusing. Well, yeah. Like, now he's claiming he was like drinking for the whole time, and it's like during the, the build-up, it looked like there was that was an intense Conor McGregor at work. And yeah, you know they were saying the camera's disaster, but none of you were saying the camera's disaster at the time. Exactly. So that's it right. Yeah. Promoter Dana isn't really selling Khabib Tony Ferguson when he's talking about Conor Khabib next. No. No. no exactly. And, but I think that's what fight fans want to see is Tony and Khabib yeah, finally going happening. it. It's happening. Yeah, but that's what I mean. I just, yeah, but, I'm just saying that obviously, yeah, because he's he's not planning on promoting that. He wants yeah. Connor. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the Masvidal fight does as much, if not more. I think they're both going to sell that far more. And if you're Khabib, I don't know why you take that fight. You, you'll get well paid, I'm sure. I'm not sure how much money he needs, but. How can you do any better than the last time? Mm. I didn't. Do you know what? Yeah, it was like Cerrone Miocic, where Cerrone, uh, not Cerrone, um, DC Miocic, where DC was saying, "How can I do any better than I did the first time?" And obviously, mm. he didn't. No. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I almost got into an argument with a friend over the McGregor and Cerrone thing of just where I said, like, you know, I personally didn't give Cerrone a, a chance in how I didn't even give him a puncher's chance, and he said, "Well." You you can't ever write anybody off in MMA. Anyone could get knocked out. And I just thought, I'm not even going to go into it with him. I just yeah. thought, all right, that can be your opinion. You get that in but boxing. It's like, anyone can, but not everyone In boxing, will. lesser <laughs> than it can in MMA. Yeah, even less, in yeah. MMA, but yes. It's just a good soundbite, isn't it? Because not everyone is going to set up the shot and land. No. And, and I think it's, it's also relative to the weight class. If you're watching heavyweight, Anyone can get knocked out. Anyone yeah, yeah, can get yeah. it. But the lower you get, the less likely of it happening like that. Mm. But my only f- thinking of it, why it wasn't wasn't going to happen in that case, is just that we all knew that Cowboy was kind of like he's he's at the he's at the end of his career type yeah. thing. You know, this is 
makes a perfect sense fight for Connor. Now he's he's now looking, he's trending again and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's looking like a big guy again. And like I said, if you go to Connor, like, people are just straight back in. It's yeah, not, oh, yeah. Not only before this, people were saying that Mazda's too big for him. Don't do it. Mm. Now it's not only is is he competitive with Mazda. It's I've seen people saying. Obviously, he'll beat him. Mazda's a journeyman, really. He's the, they was oh, talking about how ring rust's a myth again. The the, yeah. the you know the myth of ring rust has been crushed and that he was only in there forty seconds. And how then, can you determine yeah. ring rust well, from that? Like, I, I, it was great, just a quick mauling. That's all it was. Yeah, this is the sort of the same guy when he was at one seventy before and looked big or whatever. We said it shouldn't be here. That's, that's too heavy for him. Mm. Stephen A got a load of stick because um, I, I don't think he should be doing MMA. No, nor do I. What the fuck is he doing? But he there? said we learned nothing new about McGregor that we didn't know already. Yeah. And that is spot on. Yeah, he was like he didn't get hit. He was like he, he said I got hit more this week than he did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we didn't see anything about cardio or whatever, yeah. did we? It's, so I mean, it's, and we said about it's forty seconds sounds great. But this isn't like doing Aldo in 13 seconds with pound for pound number one yeah. at the time. This is and completely possible that that could happen. You've got a guy yeah, who's actually, a fast start against a guy who's a slow start. A guy who can punch against a guy whose chin's on the way out. My friend actually used that together. as an example. He said, what about when What about when he fought Jose Aldo? Nobody expected him to knock him out in 13 seconds. And I was like, but that's the point. It was him that knocked <laughs> yeah. him out, not yeah. Cowboy that knocked him out. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It's, it's a different yeah. animal you're in there. Them, mm. shol- them shoulders were good. It did a good, and let's face it. He, who knows? If it carried on, he might have looked million dollars. He might, yeah, and he, he did look good I for mean, the forty only, seconds that we saw. He, can he only did look do great. What he, what, yeah, he, he can only do great. what he did, and that's well, win. Wow! But some, if he'd done that, and done that to Gaethje, we'd all be like, "Oh yeah. my god, yeah. some, this guy's a monster." Some kid had a bet on the method of victory, and it was method of victory by ground strikes. Okay, so he had this big bet on it, and UFC have their own stats page, and the UFC and this bookies have refused to pay out the bet because they ruled that the victory is via head kick. Now, I don't know how that makes any sense at all. What? It's called UFCstats.com. They're the guys who, def- who kind of uh, set how it's how the victory is. But this betting company won't pay it out because they're wow. saying, officially, he won via head kick. Scumbags. Not knockout. Yeah, and so they're saying head kick, knockout, not by ground strikes. So they're not paying it out. Jeez, that's fucking mad. What, sc- what scummers! All I know is that somebody placed a bet that is a is a training lawyer or some sort of hot shot, and they're gonna have proking problems on their hands with that because <laughs> someone ain't lying down for that shit. Well, I mean, we'll get. I'm sure we'll see more and more coming out in the next couple of weeks, so we can call it a day there. I thought something good coming off the shoulders would be times that we've been kind of okay. since something happened in sport and thought. I didn't even think about doing that. So, like, moments of improvisation. Yeah. Okay. Like the ramp shot in cricket, a shot that four or five years ago didn't even exist. Mm. Well, it did, but, well, a bit longer back, though. But, yeah, things like that, yeah, when you when you see it happen, you're like, oh, yeah, of course. The yeah. reverse sweep. Yeah, the reverse sweep. In basketball, things like the alley-oop, like, whoever first did that back in the 80s or the 70s or whatever. The uh, One last <laughs> gripe to throw in there, cricket again people saying the sweep is not a proper cricket shot when I used to play cricket literally I heard that all the bloody time it said, makes you run yeah exactly yeah, yeah it's a yeah. bloody shot I bet you used to love wearing a little white jumper didn't you getting your whites no on. we were in colour we uh oh no no it was more it was white but it was more colourful because you had your team colours on it and stuff like you that you were in but cream being able to rub his crotch without getting questioned 
With the ball. Oh, it was a bowler, so there was a lot of crotch rubbing. <laughs> when we played for the school, yeah, Brockwith Comprehensive, we didn't have we didn't have a team for a long time and then just suddenly we were in year 10 and they were like, there's a tournament going on. Do you guys want to put together a cricket team? Like, they had one lad that uh, was a pretty good wicketkeeper and another lad that was a pretty good bowler. So we were all just like, yeah, fuck it, we'll all play. So it's basically the football team. You know how it works. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, we turned up to this, to this tournament and none of us had cricket whites. We were all just in tracksuit bottoms and we looked like the trampiest school you would <laughs> ever see. Every other school it was like Tommy's Crypt and like Pates and Ch- all these other Cheltenham sort of schools. And they're all in their proper cricket whites with their like school badge on it and everything. And I just remember looking around and thinking, what the fuck has our teacher brought us here for? It's just embarrassing us. Like, we're all in our fucking maroon rugby shirt and a pair of jogging bottoms. Like. You've turned up like the Jamaican bobsleigh team. Literally, you, Maybe yeah. we can have a feel-good story. Yeah. Exactly, TK. Yeah. Imagine their thoughts. These schools, they thought, excuse me, Brockworth? What? Yeah. <laughs> it was all fun and games. So my friend pulled a wicket out and started chasing someone around with a stump. Like, yeah. But he's got a ba- uh, cricket ban in his hand. I'm used to abandoning yeah. a baseball. What's going on? <laughs> On that note, thanks again for listening to another episode of the Spitball and Pod. We'll be back next week with the name game. Hopefully we'll have Harper back, maybe some more films and uh, all that other Spitball and Pod goodness. So thanks again for listening. We'll be back. Check us out on uh, Libra Review on Spotify, SoundCloud, all that business. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Lovely